Welcome to the Strength Talking Shop podcast. I'm your host, Matt Smith. We talk all things strength, coaching, fitness, nutrition, powerlifting, strongman. If it involves a barbell, we're going to talk about it. We are presented by Optimum Nutrition Athletics. We all know that protein is the key to muscle recovery, and Gold Standard's best-selling 100% whey protein provides 24 grams of protein that mix easily using just a glass and spoon. Gold Standard 100% whey is made in their state-of-the-art facility. It's banned substance tested by Informed Choice. And with Optimum Nutrition Athletics program, you can get different items such as their Pro Gainer, which is their Mass Gainer, protein snacks such as their crisp bars, wafers, cake bites, and almonds. And after dominating the sports and nutrition industry for over 30 years, newly created Optimum Nutrition Athletics brings that same trust and quality that knows how to put convenient options for protein in the hands of athletes who desire to become bigger, stronger, and better at their sport. If this is something that you're interested in and in getting into your facility, reach out to Dave Harvey of Optimum Nutrition Athletics. Down in the show notes, he's got his email. Dave and the team at Optimum Nutrition Athletics are absolutely amazing. They'll get everything that you need. I use their products every single day. I use the Gold Standard 100% Way for my post-workouts. If I need something quick for protein on the go throughout the day, and also if I need to grab a snack, I'll just grab one of the almonds, uh, some of the cake bites, and then also the crisps. Absolutely love the crisps and the almonds. So make sure you reach out to Dave Harvey of Optimum Nutrition Athletics, and thank you for being our sponsor. What's up, guys? Strength Talking Shop podcast. Excited to have uh, Paul Serrett. He's the uh, RAT coordinator with RAT Coach. He's the also the host of the Iron Giants Strength Podcast. What's going on, Paul? Oh, Matt, I appreciate you having me on. Um, it's, it's been a long time. Like you said, we've crossed paths, almost crossed paths a few times, so it's good to finally be on here and, and talk some shop with you today. Absolutely. Um, if you guys don't, go follow him on social media, um, follow his podcast and listen to it. Um, got a lot. He's told me a lot about, you know, some of the guests going to have on, what they're kind of doing, and uh, good pushing the industry forward. And like, yeah, Paul, like it's funny, um, talked before, like I've almost crossed your paths like three or four times, and like we live in the same area, uh, somebody that really pushes the industry forward in our area too, as well, kind of somebody to look up to and stuff like that. So super pumped, obviously to have you on here, but you know, what kind of got you started in the madness that is strength and conditioning, coaching, all that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy, you know, it's, and, and I know we were just off, off hand here. We were talking about coach Monty Sparkman and I know that he, he mentioned that he didn't really get started in this industry until he was about 30. Well, I'm, I'm the exact same way. Um, you know, I graduated, you know, with my kinesiology degree from Kansas state back in 2004, really didn't know what the hell I wanted to do, you know? <laughs> um, but I, I walked into a bad situation with a good opportunity. Okay. With a personal training franchise in that I was able to walk in and work off some sweat equity in the business. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, I got going with that right out of college. And after about a year of doing that, I was approached, um, by the area director of this particular franchise, just to buy the company or buy, by this particular franchise, um, which I was able to do. And I owned that personal training uh, franchise, uh, particular location for about seven years. Um, I think after about three or three and a half years of doing that, I realized that that really wasn't what I wanted to do. <laughs> I wanted to get more working, you know, with athletes, okay, and get involved in team sports and stuff like that. Um, 
you know, at the, with what I was currently doing there, it was more working with the everyday mom and dad, which was great. I learned a lot, uh, but there's a lot of stuff that comes with owning your own business. I think that you don't think about that. You don't realize. And I realized, you know, after those, you know, six and a half, seven years that that's not something I wanted to do again. <laughs> so, um, Anyway, so once I realized I wanted to start working my way, to, you know, into the team setting and working more with athletes, I took the proper steps and got my certifications and stuff like that. And I was I got hooked up with an interview with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And um, to this day, I still don't know why they decided to bring me on, but um, I'm forever in debt to that organization and those group of guys that I think they saw somebody that was very, very raw with his coaching, um, and his philosophies, but had good direction, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so 2012, I jumped, um, got on with the LA Dodgers as a minor league strength and conditioning coach and, um, was very fortunate to spend some time around some doctors, some therapists, some, um, athletic trainers, strength coaches that are just smarter than I'll ever be, you know? Um, and I was, you know, just through stupid osmosis, I was able to learn so much from all of those people. Um, and so I spent five seasons with the Los Angeles Dodgers. 2016 was my last season. And my wife and I got married after the season. Um, and I wasn't getting any, any younger and neither was she. And we wanted to start a family sooner rather than later. And I decided to make the tough decision to step away which at the time, you know, was the hardest decision I've ever had to make, you know, um, it was the right one, but it was still very, very hard because I was leaving something that I loved some friends that I, that I, um, still to this day, I talk very, very often. And it was just tough to leave that team that we had built there. But anyways, moved back to Kansas city, got involved in the private sector a little bit, um, a little different animal, um, than the, than the team setting. So that, you know, that was, that was fun to learn the private sector a little bit more. I was able to uh, coach at a local junior college and run the strength conditioning program there for a few years, um, which I'm back currently doing right now um, through our company. But um, uh, yeah, and about a, a couple of years ago, um, I had gotten introduced to uh, Rack Coach, or Rack, formerly Rack Performance, mm -hmm. and uh, got introduced to the people there. And um, they talked to me about the direction they were wanting to go with the company and uh, potentially bringing on former coaches um, on staff to maybe better be able to talk to coaches about the product and how it might be able to better serve their weight room and their programs and stuff like that. And um, I, I don't know, I just, I just liked what they were doing. And I also, you know, with my growing family uh, working in the private sector, as fun as it was, it was just, it was, it was difficult because I wasn't getting home until eight thirty nine o'clock at night. And, um, my wife was kind of looking at me like I could, I could use some help <laughs> uh, and, I want, and I wanted to be home and I wanted to be home with the girls, you know, so um, it, it just kind of timed up perfectly. And I made that switch over to rack coach, rack performance at the time. Now we're rack coach and it's been, I, I couldn't have asked for a better landing spot. I'm really excited about all the stuff that we have going on, going on here. So that's a quick high level, I guess, overview of kind of my, quick journey to where I'm at uh, today, I guess. I love it. I mean, there's a lot to unpack, obviously, in that journey. There's a lot of things that that, that happened to get you to where you're at. But um, can you kind of talk me through a little bit? You know, you transitioned into the Dodgers organization, right? You said you were raw, you were, but you were coachable, right? How yeah. important is that as a coach that you are coachable with the people that you're working around? Because whether you're in the 
the private sector, the college sector, the pro sector, you're working, like you said, with doctors, physical therapists, athletic trainers, you know, how important is that to be coachable and creating that communication and stuff like that? What was it like for you? I think it, it made my career, to be honest with you. Um, you know, when I left Kansas city to drive down to Phoenix for spring training, I had my car completely packed and I could just remember thinking like, well, here, here we go. Like, I have no idea what I'm about to get into here, but you know, here we go. And I got down there and this is kind of a funny story. Um, I went down there being told that I was going to spend all year in Phoenix. Okay. Mm-hmm. Work at the, um, off season complex, um, just learn from the coaches, learned, you know, learn the philosophies, rehab protocols, and all, all that stuff. Um, and I got down there and I got to meet everybody. Um, and after a couple of days, I was staying with a friend. I was fortunate I had a friend down there that just allowed me to stay there until I found a place to live. And I think it was after my second day, I got a call at night when I got home and it was from our boss. And uh, I can remember kind of being a little nervous answering the phone, like, oh boy. <laughs> and he just, he just said, hey, what's your living situation? And I can remember laying on the bed, looking down at the floor and seeing all my bags everywhere. And it's like, I don't, I don't have one right now. I said, I got still looking. And he said, well, don't do anything. We've made the decision. We're going to send you up to Michigan for the season. And Michigan was a great lakes loans. That's in Midland, Michigan. That was where our low A affiliate was at. And he said, what are your thoughts on that? I said, well, I said, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever you guys want. As long as you guys feel comfortable and think I'll be ready. It's like, and he said, you're going to be more than ready. We're going to make sure you're ready. Um, but we made that decision a few hours ago. I wanted to share that with you, get your thoughts on it. Well, fast forward through, you know, through the season to the, to the next year, come to find out what they had told me why they made that decision is because they just felt more comfortable um, in my communication ability um, and my coachability um, to make that switch because um, the other coach that, they, you know, and I feel comfortable saying this on here, I'm not, it's whatever, but the other coach at the time, he, his credentials were so much more than my, my were, mine were on paper, um, but he didn't, he, he, he lacked in the communication skills yep. and the personability skills. And I feel they just, they, 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 that's what they told me. So we felt immediately more comfortable having you way up there, being able to communicate with you. Um, so I still joke with the guys in LA right now. I'm like, Hey, has anybody ever been promoted after two days? <laughs> I was like, no, Paul, you, there's like, you still hold the record for that. But back to your question. I mean, it's everything. Like I said, I think it helped make my career with LA. Um, I can remember being, you know, we had Stan Conti, who is a huge, huge big hitter in the baseball world. Um, Sue Falsum, um, a lot of people probably know who she is. I mean, she's a, she's a rock star when it comes to the PT world. And I'm sitting in a room with all of them and they're using language that, you know, I had to recalibrate the way I talked and the way I thought just with the way they were talking. And I could remember thinking like, man, what have I gotten myself into? Mm-hmm. And I can remember after a meeting, Sue pulled me off to the side, along with Brandon McDaniel, who's the head of performance right now with the Dodgers. He's one of my, he was one of my dearest friends. They both pulled me off to the side and said, listen, don't worry about a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. Okay. This will start to make more sense. The more you're around us, the more you learn, just kind of hold it up, set it off to the side. Don't worry about that stuff right now. You're here for a reason. You're going to be just fine. And and that helped me. That just gave me the confidence immediately to settle down. Everything was going to be fine. I I was in the right place. They're going to take care of me. They're going to make sure that 
um, I am understanding every, everything that I need to understand. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think being coachable doesn't matter if you're an athlete or if you're a coach. I mean, coaches need coaches too. You know, yeah. I've always said that. So I think that, that I can't overstate that enough. I honestly believe that helped make, make my career or helped get me going in the right direction. Couldn't agree more with you there. Um, I'm sure that was awesome to get that assurance too as well of like, hey, and we don't need to know everything today. Just pick up on these little things over time and it'll slowly start to get together. Do you kind of, I want to get your opinion on that. Like, you know, some coaches, I feel like they got to be a speed guy, strength guy. They got to know all these different things. It's like, what if we just took a little bit and just slowly progressed over time? You know, you said you, you started in the game a lot later too as well. Like, is that something that you would probably give advice to coaches? Just like slowly build up your repertoire over time. We don't need to learn everything overnight kind of thing. Yeah, I think I think if you – absolutely. Um, I think if you have that approach, because it's easy to – hey, I, I'm as guilty of it as anybody. I mean, with the way social media is today, I think yeah, it could be dangerous, you know. I mean, there's so much stuff that's out there, and I think sometimes coaches try to – God bless them, but I think sometimes coaches – try to outsmart the other coach on there. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's just to a point where it's, it's silly, you know, and, and, and at the end of the day, they, they just end up sounding like a, like a jerk more than anything. But I think it's easy to, you know, want to like, Oh, wow, this is great. I saw this. Other day. Oh God, this is great. Oh my God. They're talking about this. I need to get up to speed on that. You know um, I, I think you can get yourself into trouble if you try to do too much all at once, you know? So I think if you just immerse yourself and just coach, like get out there and see what works for you and really hammer down the basics, would you say that's probably like the best that you could possibly do starting out? Yeah. I mean, athletes and other coaches that I've worked with, I mean, sure they tell you, <laughs> I talk about the basics all, all the time, all the time, because that's, that's, that's the foundation, you know, and then, and then patience, you know, that's, and again, I'm as guilty as, as anybody, but you know, always I continue to work on my patients in the weight room when I'm coaching athletes because it's so easy when you have new athletes that come in use it as an example and you introduce a movement or you you know ask them to do certain things it's so easy initially to want to jump in and coach or overcoach or do this do that try this try that I think sometimes as coaches if we just shut the hell up take a step back as long as they're not in position that they're going to hurt themselves, mm-hmm. maybe give them, I don't know, give them a week, give them two weeks, let them figure out the movement. I think we'll be, we, we are surprised if we take that approach, you'll be surprised at um, how many athletes can eventually figure it out. Now they're not going to figure it out to where, Oh, I don't need to coach them up anymore, but it's a lot easier to go to that athletes after that athlete athlete you know after a week or two after they've done the movement a few times they understand it maybe a little bit more and say okay that's great now let's try this or I'm going to give you this corrective to help you out with this exercise you know so I think I think patience is huge huge um, for coaches you know I think that's learned over time for sure we've all seen uh, that coach that is over coaching in the weight room per se and the athlete just they're throwing every cue under the sun and they're just not picking up the nonverbals from the athlete and the the athlete melts down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We, we're we're real big on that. You know, just try, try to pick out one cue, you know, one cue at a time two if you feel like it's necessary, (laughs) but a lot of times just that one cue, if you work on one thing and they get that down, that'll clean up some of the other stuff, you know, but you know, like I said, I'm as guilty as anybody. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard not to want to overcoach because a lot of times as coaches, you know, we're, 
we're people pleasers and we want people pleasers and we want to help. Yeah. So, so it, it is sometimes um, challenging personally, just to take a step back, relax, let them kind of work through this for a little bit before you actually jump in and start, you know, um, you know, coaching up a little bit. Was that something that was maybe tough when you were working in the, uh, in the private, because you got parents and, and, and athletes that are maybe coming in one, two days, three days a week, and they're going to showcases per se. Let's say a baseball kid, right? They're going to showcases. Uh, basketball players say she's going to lots of tournaments and stuff like that. Was was patience something that you really had to sell to the parents or anything like that or to the athletes as well? Of like, hey, we're starting here at this baseline. This is where we're going to be. It's going to take some time kind of thing. Yeah, it, 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 again, it, it's – I think – it's on how you present it on the very front end, you know, uh, getting yeah. them to understand the whole process because it's the private sector. I used to always still say it's just a different animal. You know, it really yeah. is. Cause a lot of times you have kids coming in, you don't know how long you're going to have them, you know, cause a lot of times it's month to month. Um, you might get them on the three month deal, which is great. You know, at least you have something to work for, but those kids that are month to month, it's just hard to, um, it's difficult just presents, you know, more, more challenges to how you approach them and all that stuff. I think it's, I think it does come down to though, on the very front end, being able to paint the picture for the kid and for the, for the parents involved, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, I would think it goes back to what we've started this whole conversation on, like, how are you communicating the expectations on, on what we're going to be getting at? Like if you cannot communicate from the front end, like you're going to be doing a lot of cleanup on the back end and then, you know, we're, it's a performance driven industry, right? If the performance is not there, the athletes, the parents, um, coaches, whoever that is like, unfortunately you as, as a strength coach are probably going to be the first person that, that gets the blame on that. You know what I mean? But that is your fault from not communicating on the front end. Yeah. And I also think too, it's important, you know, to, to hold the key, you know, don't be afraid to hold the kid accountable. Exactly. You know, if he's coming in, if he's coming in and he's just kind of half-assing his way, um, through the workout, he's not he's not very focused or anything. I think it's really really important to nip that in the butt right away. Um, I would have conversations with the parents a lot, saying, "Listen, here here's what I'm seeing. Your 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 kid or son or daughter is coming in, and here's the attitude I'm seeing, and that concerns me because, you know, in three weeks when it comes time for us to sit down and talk about the next steps." He's going to tell you, "Oh, the program stinks. I don't like it." When in actuality, it might be it has nothing to do with the program it has everything to do with the intent behind what your, your kid might be um, presenting or you're coming in with, you know, that, that might be the issue. So I think it, the sooner you can attack that again, the easier it makes that back end conversation, you know? Yeah. So I think not being afraid to have those conversations with the parents, even though they're paying you money to, you know, to, to work with their kid and all that stuff. I think there's, there's just a lot of moving variables that, that go into the, go into the private sector, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I hundred percent agree. Backtrack a little bit to your time with the Dodgers here. Um, love, I'm fascinated by minor league strength, conditioning, baseball and stuff like that. What did you find to be successful um, from a weight room standpoint with, with working with those type of athletes? Yeah, it, I don't mean to keep beating a dead horse here, but but the communication is, is everything, you know, um, having some feel with the schedule, you know, we, we play every single day, 
you know, you might only have three off days a month or four off days a month. So understanding that, understanding travel schedules, sleep schedules, um, all of that stuff goes into every single day, <laughs> decisions yeah. you make every single day, you know, um, it, you know, as far as what we did with the guys, it, it was nothing earth, earth shattering. That's what I tell everybody. It was some basic stuff. I think at the end of the day, I've always been one of the, those coaches that believes it's not what you're doing, but it's how you're doing it. Right. Um, and so, I mean, every, everybody's squatting, deadlifting, cleaning, pulling, whatever it might be, but how you program it, how you structure it, different story. But it, it, again, it's, it's how, how are we doing all of this stuff? The guys at that level, you know, it, they're good athletes, right? So, you know, having a kid being able to squat 450 pounds, I'm good with that, man. Like, is he going to become much, that much better of a baseball player if I can get his squat to 475 or exactly. pounds? It's more, it's more providing him with things that he can do from, from a, from a prehab standpoint or a corrective exercise standpoint to help him keep from his body breaking down or um, helping him, uh, putting him in position to where his body feels as good as it can every single day. Because when you play, when you play that amount of games that you do in baseball and you have the schedule that you have, especially in the minor league levels where it's, it's not glorious travel by any stretch of the means you know, they might only be 80%, you know, four or five days of the week, but if they can feel a hundred percent of that 80%, then that's good. You know? So, you know, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't anything crazy. What we did with them, it was more individualized with the prehab stuff, the, the corrective exercise stuff. And just, I guess, going back to the point of your question, just having some feel with where we're at at the season, what's our week been up to leading up to this particular day, What's our travel look like? There's a lot of variables that go into, um, you know, how we would approach the guys, you know. Yeah, you made some amazing points. And the reason I asked the question was, is like some people think like because you're working with professional athletes that it's got to be this big, fancy, dancy thing. When in reality, like there's not a huge difference from the professional level to the college. Because, again, they're pro baseball players, right? They're not – powerlifters are not weightlifters and everything like that. You're trying to get them better at their sport. And I think that's so huge and critical in what you said of just like, Hey, we don't need, if, if they're squatting, I love the 450 to 475 analogy. I think that's something that I hope a lot of coaches take away from. It's like, do we really need to be pushing numbers or, or do the, the numbers on the field on the scoreboard and how their batting mm -hmm. average, that's a little bit more important and everything like that. So mm -hmm. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more in regards to everything that you just said too, as well. But um, what are you guys doing with Rat Coach now? I'm always interested. Um, I th we talked about this beforehand, but I I saw Rat Coach back when it was Rat Performance, and I was blown away, honestly, with the presentation and what they've kind of done for. I know a lot of people in our local area, and then I'm sure nationwide now. Like, what what is Rat Coach and everything like that? Yeah, you know, it, people come to us for different reasons, right? Um, yeah. We're working with over 2,000 coaches around the country right now. Coaches will come to us for different reasons. I think the initial reason, though, that draws coaches to our particular platform initially is because of those audiovisual timing systems that we can provide the coaches, right? So we have different audiovisual timers for coaches to basically take a look at and say, okay, what fits my weight room the best based on how I run and structure my workouts, based on equipment that I have or don't have, Okay. And they can insert those programs into one of those timing systems and coaches will display the workouts up on, you know, projector screens on the wall. Um, they'll pipe them into their TVs. 
but those audiovisual timing systems will literally run the workout itself for you, okay, as the coach. Um, so kids will always know what they need to be doing, um, how many reps of that particular exercise they need to be completing, how much work time they have to complete that exercise, what's their rest time or transition time to get to that next exercise. Um, kids will know all of that stuff, okay? And it just allows the coach to, we always say, put the whistle down, put that stopwatch down, walk around, coach your kids up a little bit more, maybe get it a little bit more involved in the, in the workout itself, okay? So that's probably the initial reason that draws coaches to us. Um, I've been using it a lot lately because, like I said, we've been, we're back in Johnson County Community College running the strength program over there. Mm -hmm. I, I run all the teams through those timers and it's, it's great, okay? Um, it's, it's freed up me as a coach to be able, like I said, walk around and coach them up a little bit more, um, maybe take some notes on, okay, this kid, this kid's got poor internal hip rotation or his T-spine mobility over here is not very good. So I need to think about dropping some stuff in his prep work, you know, to, to assist that or whatever it might be. Um, you know, recently, I think we've been making a lot of strides with our data collection and our data display features that we have, you know, um, so, I mean, everybody, you know, we, as far as the data collection is concerned, it's something we want to do and it's something we need to do. But reality is for a lot of coaches, it's, it's, a, it's a pain in the butt. You know, it's yeah. very time consuming. It's very tedious. Um, we provide a great, you know, solution for coaches just to make that process incredibly efficient to where they're able to collect data right there on their phone in real time as athletes are testing, you know, and all that stuff goes into our database um, organizes all that data and allows coaches to run, you know, run reports, you know, as detailed as they, as they want, you know, which is nice. But the, I think the big thing that we've added, you know, I think right around COVID was the data, data display capabilities. And that just allows coaches to obviously collect the data that they want on the kids or their athletes. Um, whenever they utilize those exercises that they have data collected on, whenever they program those exercises into a workout, they can assign percentages, obviously, to each of the sets, and it will actually tell each individual athlete the amount of weight they should be working with based off of percentages that have been assigned to them. So that's probably the, the biggest thing that we have right now that draws a lot of attention to us. There's a lot of other things that, that you know, that we have um, just to help make coaches' lives easier. That's our, you know, that's kind of our motto around here. But, um, you know, I'll be the first to tell you that we're not, we are not for everybody. There's no doubt about it, but I, but I always say if you're a coach that's, you know, looking to get some structure back in your weight room, um, make your life a little bit easier on the back end as well. Um, when it comes to your program and data collection and organization and stuff like that, I think, um, we, we might be a good fit or at least somebody should take a look at, talk, talk to, and learn a little bit more about. What I love is you guys, you help allow the coaches to, like you said, put the whistle down and to, to walk around and actually coach the athletes up and like that, like how I can't imagine, you know, some weight rooms, if you're by yourself and you've got 30, 40 kids and you're trying to, okay, I'm checking my stopwatch here. Um, I, our rest period is this, Oh wait, we got to go on to this next exercise. It's like, for me, it's a no brainer is it just kind of takes that weight off of your shoulders and makes your, your life just so much easier. I think it'd be a no brainer for coaches. Yeah, it's, you know what, and I feel comfortable saying this because I was this guy, but the reality was when you have all those, that when you have 20, 25, 30 kids in, in, in the weight room, the reality is if you're running stuff off the stopwatch, which was me, um, you're just a glorified timekeeper. That's, that's the reality. You know, that's the reality. That's and I don't reality mean, of it. I feel like yeah. a jerk, but I feel comfortable saying that because that was me. Um, you're more worried about 
getting kids from point A to point B efficiently so you can get through the workout. They get through the workout efficiently. They leave the weight room. You feel good. But the reality is you have no idea if, you know, Joey down there on the end was lifting what he was supposed to lift or if he was lifting correctly or anything like that because you're too worried about making sure kids are getting their reps in and then transitioning over to their next exercise. All this stuff takes all that off the plate for you. So it allows you to, I said, walk around and get a little bit more involved in the workout. Um, pull a kid off to the side, just talk with them a little bit. You know, it, it just allows you to do so much more um, as opposed to worrying about moving kids from exercise to exercise or station to station. You know, so. I like that you talked about note-taking too as well. Like for me, yeah. I um, that was something I early on in my career, like I was always a big note-taker, but can you talk about in your own coaching, like how important that is, like taking those notes? Because for me, I always found it to be so beneficial after – we all have programs right out, four weeks, five weeks, whatever it is, but it always changes to plan B mm -hmm. or C. But it helps me make those changes a lot faster because – you know, a lot of people aren't filming anything, but I have my notes written down. You know what I mean? Can you talk about your own experiences with that? Yeah, I got I got my little pad right here. It goes <laughs> with me. It seriously, it goes with me everywhere. Athletes know and coaches know it's it's over at my little table. And if I see something, I'll just go over there real quick and just jot something down. And at the yeah. end of the day or after that session, I'll just make sure that I remember it and it makes sense. I'll add some more notes to it if I if I need to. But you know, when, when it comes to your programming, you've got to refer back to those notes, you know, and say, okay, that's right. In Johnny's program, I need to add X, Y, and Z because I remember when I was watching him do his RDLs, they were, they were fast. So I need to get this into, into his prehab or whatever. Then I need to be prepared, you know, the next time I see him to be able to go over and say, hey, here's what I'm going to have you do now. Right. Here's how I want you to do it. Here's what it's, here's what it's helping. Here's what it's working on. Um, so yeah, taking notes is as huge as much as we all want to believe that we can remember all that stuff i mean it's, it's note-taking is huge. <laughs> it's huge it just helps out it just helps out you know with my programming um so much you know not even on, the, on that standpoint too as well with the program but i think would be beneficial too as well as it, it helps you remember your wins like hey this was a huge positive that came out of the session today like how can i continue to do stuff like this and, and maybe it was in some energy in the room and stuff like that. Like what led up to this, such a great session, looking back over my notes um, or two over your program from the long haul. I feel like it would be super beneficial too, as well, to be able to show to like your sport coaches and everything like that of like, Hey, like this is what we found. This is what, why we were so successful. I mean, I can't express enough. Like I got my notepad here too, as well. It's like how important just little notes and we're all guilty of it. We have our phones, right? We have a little notepad app. You could put a little quick note there too, as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's just like I said, it's, it's, and you brought up good points about the communication part with the sports coaches, you know, cause that's, that's a whole other animal, you know, yes. I guess, or layer that is, is incredibly important. I think um, the more you communicate with the sports coaches, just, I think the more validity that brings to what you're doing for the, you know, for the athletes. I think if you're able to go to go to a sports coach and just say, hey, I just want to let you know, I think, again, Johnny, I keep using that name. Johnny's, you know, I, I've added some stuff to his program that I think are really going to help out with this. Yeah. Okay, I've noticed this, and he, the, the coaches appreciate that. Um, again, just further lets them know that, that 
their their athletes are in good hands when they drop them off at the weight room and they go back up to their office to do to watch film or whatever it is. They know that what's taking place down in the weight room um, is is what they want, you know. So yeah, or it could be a situation where like, hey, I noticed jo- something's up with Johnny this week. Like, go talk to the sport coach. Like, hey, do you, do you notice anything that's going on? Is there something going on in his personal life that maybe you don't know about? And like the athlete's not really expressing to the coaches and everything like that. So you can, as a team, right. That's we're all want to communicate as a team to, to move forward in the right direction. So couldn't agree with you more in regards to all that. So I want to go ahead and dive real quick, kind of wrap up here a little bit into uh, the iron giants podcast. Um, what can we expect uh, from this, this podcast too, as well? I want to make sure we go ahead and plug that too. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So, you know what, this all kind of came about during COVID, you know, um, you know, when COVID hit, we, we did, um, we called them rack chats. We did a rack chat series. And I think we had 25 of them, uh, 25 episodes, and it was very low budget. <laughs> it was uh, Zoom calls, um, round tables, things like that. Um, and it was great. You know, we had great coaches on that provided just some, some good knowledge and things like that. We did return, we returned to the weight room series um you know when the weight room started to open back up some so we got coaches on just to talk about hey here's some things we need to think about before we just dive right back into the weight room with our athletes we got to keep in mind that you know coming off what we just came off of you know so we had we had great feedback from it and i i don't know about three months ago four months ago i started to get some texts from coaches just asking hey you know hey paul you guys gonna you know, get something like that going again. I really appreciated those. And I learned a lot for the, from those. So we just got talking here internally at rack, like, Hey, let's, let's do this. Let's do it right. This isn't going to be, rack's going to support this, you know, with, with marketing and stuff like that and production and all that stuff. But like, basically, Paul, we just want you to run with it. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll create a name, we'll create a logo and a brand and all that stuff. So so being in, being involved with social media, that's just not something I've ever really done. You know, I have my own Twitter and my, my Instagram and stuff like that, but it's, if you get on there, it's, it's family pictures and stuff like that. And it's, I'm just, I've never been active on social media. So it's like, okay. So I sat down and said, okay, what's my goal with this basically? And it's, it's a lot like you, Matt, just getting, you know, getting coaches on here, talk shop, you know, push the coach. It's all about the coach. Um, you know, I, I, and again, we were talking offhand about this, you know, I, I interviewed Monty a few weeks back, as you just did as well. And we're going to drop the, for our first series with coach Sparkman here in a couple of days. Um, and I reflected on the, on the call or on the chat I had with coach Sparkman. And I think, you know, my reflection was, and I go ahead and give it away here. My reflection was not in really anything we talked about. And I said that I said, it had, didn't have anything to do with the X's and O's that coach Sparkman and I talked about I said, my reflection is that the fact that he was so generous with this time yep. may not may not seem like much, but as we continue to grow in our industry, as our industry continues to grow, I think it's really important a lot of times for us coaches that have been around a while, that have coached for a while to take a step back and remember us when we first getting started in yep. this industry. And we tried to reach out to coaches that um, had the experience that have helped pave the way. And we didn't get the time of day, right? We heard not, nothing. So I think the importance of giving your time, giving back, that was something I learned early on with a lot of my mentors is, hey, man, whenever you're in a position to be able to pass it on, pass it on, you know, take somebody underneath your wing or guide them in the right direction. So I think that that was that was the kind of the 
recap I had with Coach Sparkman, I guess. But back to the Iron Giants, I kind of got off there. But yeah, back to the Iron Giants, that's just what it's going to be about, you know, just uh, getting coaches on the horn, talking some shop. We'll try to have some direction with our calls, obviously. Yep. Um, but, but at the end of the day, you know, not to sound cheesy, but if anybody can get a thing from the call to add to their toolbox and that's what'll make it worth it, you know, um, on my end, but, uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun and we've been actually, we've been running on Sunday nights, the iron speed chats, coach Peter Noonan. Um, I don't know if you guys, people that watch this, um, coach Peter Noonan, he is, he got this thing going and it's guys, it's, it's great. If you guys want to talk about place with great content, um, coaches yeah. all over, all over the country are involved with this. A hundred percent of the credit goes to Coach Noonan on this, um, but he was going to take a break for the football season, obviously, just because they're busy times. So I just right. I reached out to him. I was like, Coach, hey, I, I'd be happy to keep this going because selfishly, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? I exactly. learn I learn a lot from these things. So, anyways, every Sunday night from seven to eight Central Time, um, if you get if you follow us, um, the Iron Giants. Um, strength podcast on Twitter. It's at strength giants. We're running these iron speed chats and I can't encourage coaches enough. If you're not already to get on there and follow it and get along, get involved with these chats, but we have five questions throughout the hour and coaches answer the questions on Twitter. Um, again, it's awesome. It's great. It's, it's so cool to be, be a part of. I learn a lot. Um, I'm coming up with majority of the questions and it's fun because I don't, a lot of the questions I don't necessarily may not agree with, but it's just, they're good talking points. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're good yeah. talking points and they're questions I hear from coaches all over the country when I talk to them as much as I do. So I'm just kind of just putting it out there, you know, um, and I'll pull from coaches, you know, every week just to have them contribute a question or two, but um, that part's been awesome. Um, I learned so much from that stuff and I can't, again, I can't encourage coaches out there if they see this to, 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 to be involved with that every Sunday night. So that's been a lot of fun. Well, I, I'm excited to hear all the episodes you guys coming out. And I, I know I've seen the Sunday chat before. I've, I've piped in a couple of times just to give my two cents. Not that it really matters or anything, but it's good conversation points. Um, if anything, like you said, like I might have a question. I give it to you to, to maybe put out on the chat. I'm sure there's 20 other coaches that probably have that same question they're looking to get answered. And that's what you're probably finding, I'm assuming. 100%. And, you know, another thing I find, too, is, you know, I'll use this as, a, as an example. This was about a month ago. I put out a question. Didn't necessarily agree with the question. Um, a lot, lot of coaches commented on it. And finally, one coach commented on it. And it was more, how do I say, it was more kind of where I was thinking or where I was going with the question, I think, you know. Yeah. And I just messaged him privately and just said, hey, coach, I appreciate your involvement with these, you know, with these chats. I said, I, I, I your point is phenomenal. I, I agree with it. I tend to agree with it. It was a coach up in Nebraska that only had a couple hundred people following him. And he, he was a newer coach, but he made the comment back to me. He said, Hey man, I really appreciate that. He said, I'm nervous to be involved with things like this because um, <laughs> I don't, he, he, he basically yeah. just said, he goes, cause sometimes egos of coaches scare me off from getting involved with mm -hmm. things like that. You yep. know, and I'm like, I'm like, buddy, I, I, I can understand, but I just wanted to reach out. I said, appreciate your involvement with the chats. I thought your, I thought your response was great, you know, so. Kind of giving coaches a voice that, that sometimes maybe 
the confidence to talk. I love that, man. That's absolutely. I yeah. didn't even think and, about and that. Made, that's it made huge. me feel it was like, you know what? This is that's cool. That's very cool. So I love stuff like that. Well, if people want to uh, as we wind down here, people want to follow maybe you, maybe find out uh, Iron Giants, uh, Rat Coach. How can they follow all of you guys? Yeah. So you can, if you want to follow me, uh, like I said, it's, it's not much. You'll see some pictures of my girls and family and stuff like that. But it, um, on uh, Instagram and Twitter, it's Paul underscore Starrett. Okay. Um, I encourage though the Iron Giants at Strength Giants on Twitter, because that's where you start to see more content based stuff that it's going to be coming out uh, more consistently, at least a couple of times during the week. And then uh, podcasts are going to start dropping here in a couple of days, starting with coach Monty Sparkman. Um, we've got some few things already lined up down the pipeline. Um, and then follow us, you know, on Instagram and on Twitter at Rack Coach. You know, just we've got a lot of neat things um, in the pipeline that we're going to be adding uh, to our platform here, again, just to help make coaches' lives easier, you know. So um, really excited to be involved with all that stuff. Very exciting. Get you out of here on the last question. What are you grateful for? Oh, God, so many things. Um, it was funny. I had my 41st birthday on. 41st is crazy on Sunday and you know I was I was sitting there and I almost got emotional with my wife because you know she had she had been asking you know what what do you want for your birthday and I'm like I don't mean that I just don't, I don't need anything I really right. don't you know I'm, I really don't need anything I think when it comes to my coaching life I, I feel so fortunate to have coached with the people I've coached with and crossed paths with the athletes I've crossed paths with um, I'm blessed I'm married I've got two healthy little girls you know and you know and it's that that's I, I'm blessed for all that stuff you know I'm blessed for where I'm at with work right now with being involved with rack coach and uh so kind of a loaded question long answer yeah. but I got a lot to be thankful for so absolutely man we all do well Paul I appreciate you being on the podcast this week um it's been absolutely wonderful to actually uh get to chit chat for a long period of time here with you so again thank you for your time and thank you for being on the podcast Matt, thanks, man. Like I said, I've watched you from afar for a little while now, and I think it's great what you're doing. I think it's uh, – God, you're almost up to 100 episodes now, aren't you? Getting pretty close. Yeah. Getting pretty no, I think, close. I think, I think that's wild. awesome. I think that's awesome. And I think, yeah, um, yeah just, just giving the platform to other coaches just to get on and BS for a little bit is cool, you know. So. Yeah, selfishly, um, I love it, happy, man. It's happy for it. Happy for it. It's really cool. I appreciate it. And I'll be following the Iron Giants as well. Um, excited to see what's going on there. And uh, again, thank you. So everybody, make sure you reach out to Paul, uh, follow him, follow Rat Coach, uh, follow his podcast, and everybody, stay strong.